This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Okay, the Pasha's Korach, the first piece deals with the Ramban, and it starts with understanding uh, how much Rabbeinu wanted to be and it helps us understand the concept of what it means to be Melamitzchus and how one does it. The um, so it, it's going on the pasuk that he was told he bought him that he was told to um, he told Kaisel move away from this group and I'll destroy them. So. He puts down a question. Yesh lishol im Yisrael lochot of lamarde berabam, lama aketz of aleim lema vachasan kerega. If they didn't sin, well, then why did Akharish Baruch Hu want to kill them? Akharish Baruch Hu told Moshe Rabbeinu, get away from this whole eda vachasan kerega. Vim gami marka padosay, echem Moshe ishech adiachta hayde tiktay. And if they did. If they were part of the uh, Merida against Moshe Rabbeinu, so how do we tell them? Uh, I mean, how did Moshe say one person sinned? They all sinned, either or. So Rabbeinu Hananel brings um, up in Pshat an answer over here that it was actually a mistake as to whether Kashbrochu meant the aid of Korach or the aid of Kal Yisrael. Ramban doesn't like that, and just in, in the Pshat of the Pasik doesn't think that's right. Avalatam. It's sort of a two paragraphs further. Kimitchilo yaleva machamoyshev Aaron. First, people sided with Moshe Aaron. When Korach took the machta, took the Torah, stood there, and Korach turned around and told them, "I'm doing it for all of you. This is I'm ba- I'm fighting your war," and they liked that. And they all stood around thinking, well, maybe he's right, and maybe the Bukharos will get it back, maybe we'll all be part of the Avoda again. Um, so he says, they were Mechayev Kaliyah. They were, um, at that point, um, they, they deserved to be killed out. He says, Shoyu Meharim Acherabam, because they were Meharim Acherabam, they, they suspected maybe their Rebbe wasn't doing right. It's as if they had, so to speak, tainus on the Shechina itself, and therefore didn't want to listen to the Navi, and therefore the Chayev Misa B'Deshamayim. Let's talk about this point, um, being Mahar Acherabim. The, um, the, it, it's sort of, Mahar Acherabim is used to, um, solicit total submission. It means that if you have issues and suspect about your Rebbe something, you can ma'achashchina. So the question is, well, what about a Talmud of Acher? Um, Reb Meir was a Talmud of Acher, and when Acher went off and was over up with Zara, should he have um, been docile and uh, said, no, well, I guess he must know what he's doing and I should worship with him? The, the um, Yechon Kain Gadol, he became a Stuki after 80 years, so everyone have followed him. But what what does Mahara Harabo mean over here in terms of 
um, the Isser, when is a person not supposed to be Maharacharav, when is a person, uh, you know, when is it like Shechina and so on. So I think the person, the, the, there's not more information here. I think what he means to say is, if a person has an objective issue, in other words, his Rav seems to be doing something that is connected to Shacharach, or it's wrong, or even a Navi that tells you to worship Avodah Zarah, you, you, you can't uh, listen to him. I think that's a double Pashit. And if somebody thinks he's wrong, it's on that it says, Ein Cholkim, Kavad L'Rav, B'Mok HaLashem. So, the Kinala B'Mahara Achar Rav is, um, means when you have, w- w- it does not mean when you have an objective set of issues that what he's saying seems to be opposite Shacharach, opposite um, what we know to be true, there's no Indian to remain Dasa on that it says there's and so on. But the um, issue is like over here, where the, it wasn't a question of halach is right or wrong. They were accusing him that the reason why he's doing X is because he has a personal gear or something like that. The, it, 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 there was no reason to think mitzah halacha that is wrong. There was no reason. There was no shacharach against it. It was just um, a lack of trust in his integrity, fueled by their own uh, possible desires to do X or Y or Z, and um, that's where it was maharach harabi. So it belongs sort of in the same gather of where a person uses an excuse to get out of authority. Moshe um, was a Navi. He was the Melech of Ka Yisrael. What he was telling him, had, there was no reason Mitzat Shohar, why there would be an issue there. So the only issue was because we could say it's just politics. It's just doing that, just doing that. That's where um, it comes in this, this in being Mahar HaRabbi. Yes, Pinchas. Really, in the first instance where uh, the Rav is going, can Neged Shulchan Arach, how does Horasha fit into that? So Horasha itself is fine. In other words, if the Navi comes and says, I am now giving you a Horasha, so that's not Neged because the Shulchan says, ignore Rasha. But if he tells you the Shulchan has been changed, uh, like Shapsi Tzvi, um, like, uh, like Yeshu, like, uh, or whoever was the one that changed it, and uh, like Acher, it's not, Hirasha it, does fit into it. Hirasha says you can override a halacha when it's only temporary and only for great need. And if the Navi is a muhzik. So that's also not, it's similar to, and I guess we would, in, 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 um, in uh, secular law, you have sometimes powers, emergency executive powers for situations. They are an override on normal process of law, but it is legal as part of that legal system. So that, that's the same thing Hirasha uh, would be. Okay, so the first thing is there was Harach Rabbim. I, I want to um, maybe talk a little more about this. We'll see later a bit about what was the, the, the terrible Avera with the Machlokas of Korach and so on. It belongs to the larger picture of um, the, 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 the only way in which Authority can function, Kaisal, is if people are mevatel their das to authority. And um, 
you know, it's it's true about Mesir Satayra, it's true about Tzibur Kinyanim and so on. And therefore, they're undermining something. The, the machlokus of Korach is not as machlokus in two people, it's a machlokus on um, a, a, an element of Malchus Karasolta, Machlokus against Nevoah, and that's why it was, it was such a terrible machlokus. Um, then it says, Moshe Baron Lombodim Schus, what was the Schus? Shalichote be Maisel a Korach, Vuha Gorim Vomefata Oisum. So Rabban says uh, interesting Nakuda here. He says it is part of the schus, part of the process of limut schus is when you cite an individual that is the guilty person because he fomented the unrest, and so on. And he brings in the next paragraph the same thing about David HaMelech, Slimut Tzchus, and Kaisel. I want to d- describe this a little bit also. The Chet, um, uh, the, the, the morale in many places, explains the nature of Chet, or the severity of Chet, as depending to which level of um, Nefesh, it's reached down to. Um, at what level did this take place? Uh, let's take an extreme example. A person who absentmindedly does an Avera, on Shabbos he walks by and just turns on the light because he's just kind of flicking things and playing with things. That might be called a Misasik, and that's the very lowest level of Chet. Um, and the more that you, the more that this is part of what you really want in a very fundamental way, the worst the Aver is. The, the, there is a koach in a person to be influenced by someone else. And that koach um, is, is this powerful koach, but it describes a, an outer, a, 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 a more outer layer of the nefesh. Let's give an example. Let's say you meet somebody, and uh, this person is, you know, you just moved into a town and somebody comes over to greet you and to visit and he tells you you've got to be very careful from X. X is a person who is out to get other people and let me give you some idea of the things he's done. You know, um, my ties were slashed, nobody knows who it was, but it's clear to me that he did it. Um, I sometimes hear buzzing sound on the phone and whenever I walk to show that day, this person is grinning at me and so on. Sometimes you're very, very... It's convincing. And you are taken in by it, and, and you say, yes, this this person seems to be circumstantial evidence, but it also seems to be an evil person. But there's a difference in you and the person that's telling you this. The person that's telling you this is a paranoid be'etzim. In other words, his mind sees um, plots wherever he walks. That's his mind. You were convinced of that, but... There's, it's like a clearishon and a klisheni. I mean, it, it, the, his fire always cooks with paranoia. You, when somebody pours in hot liquid, holds on to it. But the musas and the mesis are of a different nature. because the, And the mesis, in order to accomplish what he's trying to do, needs to live it very passionately. Um, you have 
it's, if you take a look in the history of Kali Yisrael, something like Shapsi Tzvi, let's take an example of Shapsi Tzvi. Shapsi Tzvi was an extraordinarily um, charismatic, imbalanced person. In other words, I think he really thought he was Mashiach. He might, be, he might have been crazy, crazy of a manic depressive type, and he had tremendous koch of Hashba and other people. But it's two different worlds. The people taken in by him, um, while this, when they were when, when they were burnt or scalded, they were. It looked like it. It's like the 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 the, the um, soup in the plate when it lands is just as hot as the soup in the cauldron. Logically not, but 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 physically it's very very close. The difference is when you leave it for a while, the soup in the plate. Um, gets cooled off, and the soup on the fire keeps bubbling. Uh, the, the, so, it's a limu- the limudei schus on Klal Yisrael are not to dispute the evidence, because um, I mean that doesn't exist. Akharish Baruch is not. There's no question of the fact. Limud schus is to try to identify it as something belonging to an outer chelik nefesh. For instance. And Moshe Rabbeinu, when he was trying to do Chet Hegel, he says, you gave them too much gold and silver. This is just an, 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 an over-leisurely lifestyle that, that created boredom and created a need for tchotchkes. But it's explaining, this is not who they are, but these are circumstances, and it doesn't go to his atzmias. Um I want to add one more point about Limutzchus. Limutzchus is not just a game with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It helps the person being Malamit Tzchus as well. If a person is busy doing X or Y or Z, which he shouldn't do, and then the person realizes that he's doing it because the crowd is doing it and he's going with them. Somebody has is desperate for friends. And the group that, that he wants to, that he, that takes him in is a gang. They rob, they steal, whatever. They're robbers, they're murderers. He's a guy looking for friends desperately. So, once he himself puts down that claim, it's of tremendous benefit to himself. He realizes this is not me. This is my desperation to hook on to people. So, the the limutzchus um, is not just a game with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. It helps us understand that you know. This is not what we really think. This is we were just swept up by somebody charismatic, and um, and that's why we went along. The um, and he brings down the the schus the limit schus of David and Klal Yisrael, the where David Melech said I was the guilty one and I forced them all to do it and so on. I got them to give. He's talking about up there about the way they counted them. They weren't supposed to be counted. He then adds another point, a sort of uh, off-topic, but it is um, an interesting point, something that I guess when President Novi should well pay attention to. It. He says, th- th- it's a strange parasha there. It says um, that David was incited to count them, and he counted them, and he got punished. Rabban says there's another element over there. For oid, kemulvara minyan, in other words, it says, Klaizel did the sin, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu therefore caused, incited David to, to get them to do an Avera. 
th- th- there was something. This wasn't the counting them was the explosion, but the fuel was there from before. And Rashi says he doesn't know why. So Ramban says his own svara. He says Shaya Oina Shayisrol bis Acha Binya bis Abchira Shayor and Holech no Ola Oil Kigerba Oritz. The Oren kept wandering, and nobody in Klai Yisrael had it in them to say, you know, it's very not right the way it is. We need to get uh, something permanent for it. Um, it took David a long time to get to it. And he says something very interesting. It's, Akash Baruch told David, you can't do it because you spilled a lot of blood. And it, it wasn't built till Shlomo was there. Had Karsel wanted, it could have been done in the times of Shoftim or Shol or in, in times of David. But what we said David couldn't because he, because he, 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 um, you know, he spilled a lot of blood. So he says something. The, um, if Kalal Yisrael would have been the one to, um, if they would have been aroused sufficiently and created the dynamics to, to build the Beis HaMikdash, it would have been their Beis HaMikdash, not Dov HaMelech. So Rambam says they're tremendous Yisod. When we, when we talk about people that do great things in Tanakh, <coughs> we're not talking about who actually carried it out. It's where did the, where did the initiative come from it? Um, whose idea was it? It's always the person's idea. The marshal. If I, if, if, if Ruben thinks of building a base medrash, and he hires a, a whole uh, crew of, of, of uh, Goyim to build it, he's the builder. The, pre- the people laying the bricks are laying the bricks because someone hired them to lay a brick. It's not them. So in the dynamics in Klaus on David HaMelech, the reason why David is called the builder is because he got up and said, Rabbi Isai, it's, 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 it's a darn shame. We're living in wonderful homes and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the base of English is non-existent. We've got to do something. If they would have come to said David HaMelech, we're embarrassed how we can let the, the Mishkan be in such state and we must build a base amikdash. Even if he would have been the executive, they would it would have been called on their name, and his own personal shortcomings wouldn't have stopped it because he's not the builder. He 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 physically lays the bricks in a sense. He gets the bricklayers and he gets the money. But at the end of the day, whoever initiates something, that's on whose name it is. Something is it's it's it, the, the 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 credit goes not to the person who actually carried out, but the person that started the process. Okay, the next piece is a Rambam. It's a Rambam in Akdamas, uh, in, in his Akdamas to Chelek, where he speaks about the different Yisodos. Um, and this is obviously, it's, you can't get more important than a Yisod. By Yisod Ashmini, he says, the eighth Yisod is, Heyoz HaTorah Min HaShemayim. That Torah is Min HaShemayim. The Rambam says, um, uh, the Rambam defines the parameters of Torah Shemayim differently than you would expect. Kloma. Sheigiyalov kulo me'eith Hashem Yisbarach be'inyan shenikra al derech ha'shayla dibor. 
everything he, he got everything about Shparahu in a way that we would call that we call Dibur. In other words, Dibur is not speech the way we physically know it, but it's communication. <laughs> we, we don't we don't know the mechanics of that speech and how it got to him. Moshe was the recipient of that communication. He was like a secretary. He wrote the history, the stories, the mitzvahs. He simply was the secretary. Every single element of the Torah is from HaKadosh Baruch to Moshe and, um, and nothing of his own. This is a very critical piece in Torah and Hashemayim. In other words, um, the main point of Torah and Hashemayim I, you know, sort of at first glance, one assumes that it means that Akkadish Baruch gave us Torah. Um, he says all of Torah was given Akkadish Baruch. There is no room in any element in Torah that has any input from someone other than Akkadish Baruch. Um, if anyone says that any of the stories in the Psukim were written, by Moshe, Hinei hu eitzel chachamein avena koifim galpanam yeitzim kala koifim. Lefisha chashav sheish betorah levu klipa. Because he thinks that the Torah has in itself a, a heart, um, an essence, and a shell. Vesheel de oyama sipur entalos behem, shemazer shalom. The rest of it is embellished for Moshe Abeno and so on. Um, and this is, and this is a very, very important um, sort of crossroads. And it's interesting the Raman writes this a thousand years ago, whereas this was at the heart of let's say the conservative movement, where they were willing to acknowledge a divine origin of sorts, they called it inspiration of the Torah, but not the details. Um, be, and and the reason why this is where the emphasis is goes back to what Raman says in Avodazara. We always have to understand nobody makes the jump from a Munashlema to Kfir Gemurah. Or better said, no sane or subtle person would ever do that. I mean, a person believes in something passionately, so it calls off a little bit, but the, the way in which you build a bridge between the two is by saying we very, very much affirm the Torah and its wonderful and eternal truth. The stories are stories. The stories are there to demonstrate the truth. Moshe Rabbeinu used Moshe Rabbeinu used the devices and stories, etc., etc. So, any time a person is on any part of the Torah to say that Moshe wrote it, that becomes kvira. Yes, Rabbi. Um, I guess the Rambam is talking here against the Mandamar 
I think it's in Baba Basha that says that the last psukim were written by Yeshua. So, so those, again, go, like going back to the thing we said before, well, well, then that's the Messiahs we have about that person. In, that's within the system. Yes, that's within the system. In other words, he says the system itself is telling you, if it says here, this is, um, you know, the Torah was written not al derech ha'pshat, if it says vayomos, then, then, then it's as if it's stating otherwise. But, but it's not... It's it's not because it's a disbelief. It's it's a question because within the system, that's what it seems to be saying. And any distinction between Sefer Devarim and the other Svarim also would be right. Right. That that would be um, and and you know they, there's a famous Peskrov. The others explaining what is the difference in Devarim when it says that Mipi Atzmayamrom. Will he speak about? It? He won't speak. But but there will we will have it when we get to Devarim. Uh, we'll have the term speak about, but um, what it means that this may be this may be But at the at the at the at the end of the day, all of it, there is no Moshe writing it because he felt it was good and so on. V'she'el de'vayom is referring to Elas behem. Shemeisha shabena rasholim. I want to add a point here that I guess sort of floats under the surface. The um, you know w- 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 we ask ourselves. I understand. For instance, let's say somebody um, is writing a tshuva. Somebody writes tshuvas. So we say, wow, that's that's takes a lot of to be a big Tom chacham to, to get a shayla and write a tshuva and so on and so forth. How big of a Tom chacham do you need to be to type up tshuvas? So we have uh, a lady who who gets the the, the tapes of this uh, we have this big Rav who's writing a lot of chuvas for him and it's taught him to write all so he sort of gives her tapes and she types it does she have to be a major Tom Kochum do we say that wow she's already written six big volumes of chuvas so, so what's the beginning of Moshe Abenu Meilov Moshe Abenu is writing himself like Nevi'im so at least they write it themselves so they they um, they, they, they have to be they, they, they obviously were, were quote unquote big people but Moshe Rabbeinu is mamish. Every single last dot is is Hakadosh Baruch So I mean, all you need is somebody with uh, typing skills. And the answer is, it, it, it would not. The marshal is not somebody sitting and typing somebody else's material. Imagine somebody is translating somebody's things. Um, so w- w- we want to know. If Reuven is trans- translating accurately what Shimon said, so one level of it is skills, fine. The second level is that the person's mindset be in tune with the mindset of the person speaking. In other words, what do you mean? Um, whenever I'm translating, I need to make decisions on what you really mean, and I need to find the precise term how to give it over. Um, if I have any difference, if my mindset is any different than the mindset because I'm translating, there is going to be some aberration. I mean, we're not talking about we don't, the picture is not somebody with a secretary typing. There's a Dvar Hashem that exists in the world of Nevoah, and somebody has to have the ability, and that ability is totally in the le- in the nefesh of the uh, in the level of the nefesh to understand precisely what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to and as to be able to put it into the words precisely. 
that was the Gal Shemesh Rabbeinu. It was just Bakaya Meir in the sense there was no distortion because he wasn't in sync with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Whenever you have, um, you know, you have something goes from one medium to another medium, if there's any differences, they, they're, they're problematic, and that's where you get all sorts of issues when you try to move something one format to another format. You need to be able to say that the person, Moshe Rabbeinu, c- clearly the head what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted. So yes. Is what are you saying that when Hashem, you know, quote-unquote, spoke to Moshe, there wasn't any speech, so to speak. It wasn't Bereshit. Exactly, exactly, okay. exactly. He didn't tell the words. Exactly, exactly. He gave him the... It was the Hashem of Nebuah, and then when Moshe wrote that down, that was... Hagabaf Nechah. HaKadosh Baruch could have developed voice to, to writing technology. If Dragon could do it, HaKadosh um, Baruch could do it. So HaKadosh Baruch could have just quote-unquote, spoke, and the tablets would have written themselves. He didn't need to have a cipher. The answer is we are talking about moving something vague into a world of, um, of, of, of words. Imagine, let, let's take another example. Imagine somebody has great ideas and feelings and passions and so on. He's not, he's not an eloquent speaker or writer. And he hires somebody to write it for him, to say it. It's one of the most frustrating jobs because even if the person is extremely good, many, many times the person speaking will say, I, 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 it's not what I meant. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not exactly what I meant. Because it's very, it's almost impossible for somebody to be in tune with someone else. Here, Moshe Rabbeinu's godless was, because he was neman, the whole base in neman, faithful, doesn't, doesn't mean he doesn't steal anything. It means he's true to the source. He, he, he gives over exactly what was heard and so on. Um, not that I'm saying. This is a point I'm adding because I feel it's a very important point to, to, to make because it also sort of becomes an obvious question like what's Moshe Rabbeinu's godless here? That's what person means in term of Shemayim. Even if he says, you know, yeah, of course it was given as an idea, but it was, Moshe Rabbeinu was the, was the uh, writer who fleshed it out with nice stories and stuff. So the reverse, let's understand how this is no gap practically. How much effort and how appropriate is it for a person to stand and to darshan what it says in the Torah. For instance, if a person says something, a person is not especially big person. Say, this is what he said. That's what he said. That's what he means. What you what you heard is what you get. And um, when somebody is a brilliant person, a deep person, lo, um, w- when a person is is uh, deep, and a person uh, has things and he says things that. Is, um, is, uh, is, is you say to yourself, you know, I really need to think in. He must mean a lot of things. Our approach to Torah has to be that every single word in it carries the quality of infinite as Karpagash Prochu. If it would be Moshe's, well, it's as good as Moshe is. Moshe was a human being, you know, and, and it has, you could say, a person who's very deep and skilled can write something that has two, three, four meanings to it, but that's it. 
Ale kol divu divu na teish bechachmas uplein lishevsam. Velo husak tachlis chachmasam. Aruka meretz midor chavinia. Torah has itself an infinite amount of facets, and a person, um, no matter how many, how much of it he's captured, is much more. The aimless halach beikvayis David Mashiach lo keyakov. A person after always has to be the Torah is supreme and uh, I need to open up my eyes and see it. This includes Torah Minashamayim includes that the written law in its words is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu meant to say, and that's why you can dash into words and the letters and everything about it. And it also means that the oral description of the Torah was also given by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And one without the other is the destruction of Torah. He told us, In other words, there's no change between what he said to HaKadosh Baruch Hu meant there are no additions. Neman means it, it, he. There is nothing that's in the original that's not in the Torah we have, and there's nothing in the Torah we have that's not the original. Where, where do we see it? So the Rambam says, and and it's sort of uh, um, apparent from what the Rambam is saying that. The, the significance of this machlokas, whereas bef- in, a, in a way Rabban comes at a different angle when he speaks about Munas Chachamim, here we're speaking about specifically in the Vuas Moshe. If Moshe could ever have stated something, forget about whether it's Torah or not, but if he could ever have stated something, Rabbi Isai, Chashbaruch would like my brother to be Kohen Gadol and uh, his children to be this and, and him that, that if, if he ever could have done it on his own, then everything else has been um, disqualified from being presented as Torah min Hashemayim. I mean, Moshe Rabbeinu is a person who's got his own agenda, and you know, sometimes yes, sometimes not. You, there's no guarantee. So there's no guarantee for anything. Torah min Hashemayim requires a belief in Moshe Rabbeinu that Moshe Rabbeinu was the perfect Neman. He, everything that came from him was, if he said HaKadosh Baruch Hu said it, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said it. There's no, uh, 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 there's no way around it. And it, it holds true on two levels, Ramon says. It holds true on the, on the, on the written Torah Shabbat Sav in all of its details, and it holds true on the, on the Halachas. Now, by that same token, the Halachas about Sukkah you can't dash in the words. Um, the Mishnayas are wonderful, but th- you can't dash in Mishnayas like you dash in Chumash. Because in Mishnayas, what's Torah and Hashemayim is the idea that a sukkah has X amount of walls, that Tzachach has a, has a certain thickness and a certain size, etc., etc. Those, uh, it, it, that, that is, that's what's called Torah Shabbat Peh. There are no words that you can say is Minashemayim. Torah Shabbat the Chiyuv is to believe that the words are Minashamayim. So the Machlokas of Kairach was a Machlokas to really crack Torah. And that's why it, it was so important to make such a powerful statement 
uh, that Moshe's Emes and Teros' Emes.